Greetings, everyone. I'm excited to welcome Paul Martin, CEO and co-founder at EquipMe to the show today. Welcome, Paul. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So let's dive right in and tell us a little bit about your background. So honestly, I've never worked for a pure SaaS company before, <laughs> but I have a strong background as being an IT entrepreneur before I started to equip me. So what I was doing with my former company is offering IT outsourcings to mostly mid-sized companies. And in this position, we managed a lot of SaaS for our clients, but on, not only the SaaS piece, we also delivered and managed the necessary hardware and value-add services so that the customer didn't need to care for managing the IT infrastructure or its workplace setup um, for their users. And in this uh, position, I firsthand observed how challenging it is for both sides, um, the client and the service provider side as well, to manage such simple processes like getting a user fully equipped from day one. And this is basically why I started EquipMe. Oh, that's awesome. So really, so you, so first SaaS experience, but you were working in IT infrastructure. So those important IT outsourcing services, the companies who don't have that expertise yet, and just, I guess, yeah, just saw the challenges and pain points in that process, just working in that field. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So it, it, it was a mess. So the companies would outsource their IT operations to get rid of a lot of workload. And indeed, they did not have to provision and manage the services on their own anymore. But the process chaos that would arrive with every outsourcing I've experienced, not only in my own company, but also in the entire market, is a huge, huge problem. So companies would end up in administrative chaos if there is no platform to properly manage this. And what we see and what we believe is that outsourcing of services or even the rental of services, uh, devices, and software will become increasingly important to all businesses out there, which now, especially in times of economic uncertainty, strive for cash flow flexibility, and of course, all suffer under expert shortage. So it does not make sense to have an own IT department taking care of basic IT infrastructure or, or workplace operations. They should more take care for core business activities. And this is why outsourcing will become more important than it was ever before so the no, vision of yeah yeah no yeah i was gonna say definitely agree i mean it's a must-have and a huge value add for companies to provide this service so yeah and yeah tell us about equip me so what products and or services does equip me offer so the vision of equipment is basically to seamlessly connect companies and the service provider to allow them to simply access for all services they need in a frictionless experience, which would eliminate process breaks and manual coordination efforts, efforts for both sides. So what we are saying is that we are building the global operating system for the upcoming subscription economy in B2B. So we foresee that basically the same thing here is happening, what we all have experienced in our personal lives with Netflix-like subscriptions or Uber-kind on-demand services. And we see that this trend is now being widely adopted in B2B. Yeah, as I mentioned, as companies struggling with delivering services internally and strive for cash flow flexibility. Yeah. So, and yeah. our goal is to, sorry, Oh, no, go go ahead. So so I just wanted to, to mention that we plan to play a crucial role in this entire transformation, enabling the companies, but also the supplier side for delivering services or, let's say, subscribing for services to ease up their life. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So connecting companies to service providers, and is it focused in the IT area, or is it more than just IT as far as what your platform can offer in the form of services to companies? So we decided to start with IT and telecommunication, which includes mobile and SaaS, of course, because we found, especially here in Central Europe, where we located, that, of course, it, we, we live in an information um, age and we have a lot of information workers out there. And uh, I mean, a huge portion of their workplace consists of <laughs> IT, basically. <laughs> um, but we are not limited to these domains. So we have already some, for instance, a home office furniture um, suppliers on our platform. And um, there's a lot more industries to imagine to join the platform for, but for the moment, we are trying to focus a little bit on the digital stuff employees would need in order to do the best work of their life. And as far as the companies that you're targeting, is it any industry? Is it software companies? Is it service providers, manufacturers? What What is your niche as far as customer profiles that you're trying to land? Yeah. So on the provider side, as I mentioned, it's more the technology providers. Mm -hmm. But on the end customer side, we found that, that it's different industries, of course, we have a good fit with, but especially consulting companies, lawyers larger grown startups so not so much the blue color industry so far because yeah we did not enter it we did not um, target it at the moment but i think we'll come up with this kind of uh, industries too in future but for the moment it's more companies with a large portion of office or remote office workers okay so remote office work is a good fit uh, which makes yeah. a lot of sense because it seems like that's harder to provision those employees out in the field getting them their equipment sending their equipment back and so forth yeah you cannot manage this on the company floor anymore <laughs> <laughs> and let's say frictionless process is more important than ever before because you cannot fix any failures immediately and so the process must work immediately and this is a huge advantage of our, um, of our approach. And of course, having uh, service providers loca located all over the world is a huge benefit once employees decide to leave uh, the company's headquarters, headquartered country and work from remote. So for the company, then it's not the problem anymore to gear up these people efficiently. Yeah. And so what year did you found EquipMe? So very late in 2021, so we are on the market since one and a half years right now. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And, and do you have a headquarters location? Yeah, we are uh, a little bit uncommonly located, not in Berlin or in Munich in Germany, but somewhere in the middle of both cities <laughs> and Frankfurt. <laughs> okay. And we're it's... trying to make this a little bit more popular as a startup hub. Okay, Frankfurt. So in Germany is... Berlin, are, are Berlin and Munich known as, say, those tech center hubs for yeah, Germany? Yeah, indeed. Okay. All right. So Frankfurt trying to make it more of a tech hub. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about your team size. How many, how many staff do you have right now? Yeah. So since the funding, we have, of course, grown a little bit. So we are 17 employees in total right now, but we're still hiring mainly with focusing yeah, the go-to-market side of things. So we have a strong uh, development team already in place. And now it's more about marketing and sales activities, and that kind of stuff. Customer success management, of course. So this is the kind mm -hmm. of people we're searching for. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, and then anything you want to share around your ARR revenue range right now? Uh, sure. Why not? So, um, 
I think that the next mile marker for us, which I'm heading to, is the 1 million RR, and I think we will mm-hmm. achieve this soon. And then let's see what comes up next year. Okay, uh, that's great. Big milestone ahead. And then tell us a little bit about your go-to-market motion, right? You're you're trying to find companies with, say, you know, consulting services, remote work. So how are how are you finding your prospects? <laughs> so as as every good SaaS startup, we're trying to establish kind of inbound channel and have a product-led approach. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, I think this should always be the design principle, even if you need some support from from sales. But yes, we are trying to mainly rely not on cold calling that kind of stuff but to find inbound leads with, with, with triggering the right pain points especially in the IT department or what we did in the last or first year of operations we came over the service providers who have yeah who are struggling to deliver good service to their clients and somehow trying to improve the the, the process of the partnership and their products create customers so this was a little bit the indirect approach you started with Mm-hmm. And, and would you consider yourselves a bit of a, a marketplace or, or not, right? Because you're connecting companies to all these services providers. So mm-hmm. would you kind of, or more of a platform, just like you said, that fric- frictionless exchange of services? Yeah. But not in terms, as you know, it may be from Amazon Marketplace approach, you, mm-hmm. where you find everything and everything you don't need to, uh, partially. <laughs> it's more kind of customer or provider-led marketplace, I would call it. So customer would connect itself with the suppliers or service providers you want to work with and is easily able to onboard new ones. So often you have the case that you have a strategic IT outsourcing partner already in place and you wouldn't change it, just it quickly comes along. And so this is why uh, there a good network effect in our business model because customers onboard service providers, service on providers see the advantage of delivering services, the equipment way, and so they will roll us out over their, 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 their other clients. And so, yeah, this is the network effect we, we foresee in our business model here. Okay. In one last question around your go-to-market motion. So you mentioned really trying to rely on, you know, you don't want to cold call and you're relying on the inbound channel, maybe a PLG approach. So for those other SaaS founders who are listening, who are like, yeah, I don't want to cold call either. <laughs> you know, what does inbound mean for you? Is it SEO, blog content, paid ads? You know, how are you generating that inbound traffic? Maybe first of all, to let's say get this right, I expect every seller or account executive <laughs> to care for his own leads so, yeah. or her own leads. So cold calling is a must have, at least mm-hmm. from the attitude or culture side in order to work mm-hmm. in every startup. And yeah, I think there's a lot of, the, the, there's a, lot, a huge potential that lies between a kind of thought leadership. So what we are doing here is a kind of entirely new industry or, 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 or let's say a market that we are creating. So the, the subscription economy B2B is very early. So maybe this is a kind of once in, this, in the century shift on how businesses exchange services and good with each other. And I think there's a lot of potential in, yeah, let's say explaining the fundamentals, helping providers and customers to gain the benefits of this kind of evolution. And so I think content is king here. Okay. Content is king. I love content. I love producing content as well. So that's great. So how much capital have you raised to date? So, so recently we raised $3.8 million in seed funding from yeah famous investors like La Familia, which is a Berlin-based fund. You probably know Lightbread from Switzerland and Anna Makara from the Emirates alongside with some yeah business angels that help us in our way. 
Okay, great. So $3.8 million raised to date. And then, so raised that recently. So as a founder, what triggers or milestones did, that, did you see in the business that said, we're ready to raise some capital? Mm-hmm. Mm, so I would say we, we spent the first year on really building the product and testing the idea in the market with some providers that were already mature for this kind of delivering everything as a service and customers that realized the benefit and then we we, we someday realized that this really be, could become a big story mainly because um, of the network effects uh, that lie in between or in this business model which i just described and so we thought hey we need to accelerate things. We need to faster build the product. We see a lot of startups also upcoming in this space. So it's about uh, hurrying up and build a great product, build a great quote to market team. And so uh, we realized that we wouldn't need extra capital to do so. And then we went out for fundraising the first time ever. Okay, so that's great. So you're out, you're building the product, testing the market, getting a lot of feedback, saw that there was some potential here. And now let's let's accelerate this process. Let's bring yeah. it forward, raise some capital and, and just put a little fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And then any lessons learned along the way for other SaaS founders who are looking at raising that initial round? Any lessons learned in this, the, the $3.8 million raise? A lot. <laughs> Fundraising is sales. <laughs> so need, you need to pause your, your sales game, customer-wise for a short period of time at least, to sell your company. Shares. Warm intro is priceless. So I think this is a good foundation really to start conversation if you if you got an intro. And what I found really interesting is that it did not took us as long as I have expected originally, especially in this kind of uncertain times where you le- read a lot of bad let's say media uh, from, from fundraising stories. And so uh, it took us not uh, only a few weeks to get first offers on the table. And this was quite surprisingly. And I think this is because B2B stories, marketplace story with network effects have, have, have good potential at the moment. And especially because it's about cash efficiency for companies, which uh, what all companies at the moment are searching for, I guess. So the story was good. And I think um, if you meet the right investor, you will immediately feel it so there's no need to overthink your pitch deck and funding amount a thousand times once you find the right partner to go with you can discuss anyway oh that's great advice a lot a lot of, a lot of advice in there so appreciate that <laughs> so definitely a lot of lessons learned it sounds like and currently as as ceo and co-founder of the business do you have a favorite number or metric that you're focused on right now yeah, funnily, I recently thought about what a good metric for our business could be, and I haven't finally decided, but I think it will become the managed subscriptions per user. I think this really describes our success greatly because maybe users start with one subscription and managed laptop or mobile which they book over the platform but in its full extent equipment could manage all SaaS subscriptions contracts and assets for a company and i think a subscription per user would be a good indicator how business is running okay love it and paul really appreciate you you sharing your time today and your experience so far so what's next uh, that's exciting that's coming up for equip me mm. 
So my vision is to really continue to build a strong global provider network, then really to enable companies to have employees and subsidiaries all over the world without caring for getting the right supplier or service provider to support these kind of people. So I think we are basically building here kind of Uber model where you have taxi drivers or, or car drivers all over the world, but bring them in one central app to control and manage them. And this is what we are focusing on at the moment. That's great. That's great. Love it. So it sounds like things are going well at, at EquipMe. So if listeners would like to learn more about your company, where should we send them online? So of course, it's equipme.io. So this is where you find our website and a lot of additional material. But I think the best way to get a personal touch is just to connect me on LinkedIn and search for Paul Martin, EquipMe. There are a lot of Paul Martins out there I've learned. And so if you're at EquipMe, you will find me, text me and let's have a talk. Sounds great. Yeah, I found you on LinkedIn. So, so if you'd like to learn more about Paul and their journey, check out equipme.io uh, for That's more right. information. And uh, Paul, really appreciate you sharing your, your experience today. Thank you so much, Ben, for having me.